0: Who is Alexei Navalny? Alexei Navalny is best known for being a Russian politician, for being the leader of the political opposition to Russian President Vladimir Putin. He runs a foundation called the Anti-Corruption Foundation, or in Russian, the FBK. He made international headlines in the summer of last year when he was poisoned with a toxic nerve agent. He then spent five months receiving treatment in Germany. When he recovered, despite facing near-certain persecution upon his return as the de facto leader of a growing opposition and anti-Putin movement, he flew back to Russia earlier this year in January 2021. He was immediately arrested at the airport. Since becoming popular as an anti-corruption campaigner more than 10 years ago, Navalny has been arrested multiple times at protests and has convictions for embezzlement and fraud. He was let out of jail on the condition that he would report his whereabouts regularly to the Russian penal system. When he was hospitalized for five months in Germany in 2020, he failed to meet his parole conditions. He was arrested, sent to jail, convicted, and is now in prison. And though it was able to continue much of its work this year while he was detained, Navalny's Anti-Corruption Foundation has just been outlawed as an extremist organization. Alexei Navalny's rise as a force in Russian politics began in 2008 when he started an anti-corruption blog. His blog quickly became a powerful voice outside of state control. He was denouncing, with evidence, what was clearly government and corporate corruption at some of Russia's enormous state-controlled companies. He became a minority shareholder in major companies and obtained records of questionable money transfers. He also proved corruption at Gazprom and at the Russian health ministry. And has made strong allegations against senior government figures like Medvedev and Mishustin. He and his independent website have gained popularity for being able to successfully prove corruption. Today, he has millions of young followers on Instagram, and the 45-year-old lawyer has successfully mobilized huge numbers of people across Russia for protests against Putin's government and against corruption. Who kills He famously labels Putin's party United Russia as thieves and crooks, and despite attempts to block him from doing so, he ran for mayor of Moscow in 2013 and got 27% of the vote. It would be his first and last run for office, as he tried to run for president of Russia in 2018 but was blocked from doing so. The Kremlin continues to dismiss Navalny as an unimportant blogger. Putin has asked who cares about him and does his best to avoid mentioning his name. He was forced, however, to confront claims in a video that Navalny's team made that now has over 117 million views about a palace on the Black Sea that Putin would have been gifted. A billionaire oligarch and childhood friend of Putin's has since come out as the owner of the Black Sea resort. In general, the Russian government dismisses Navalny and his team's claims completely with officials suggesting he's an agent working for the CIA. But whether the claims in the video are true or not, The video has nevertheless resonated with Russians, tired of the extreme opulence and wealth enjoyed by a ruling class who are largely seen as having plundered the country's resources at the expense of all Russians. This year, when Lavalny flew back to Russia and was arrested, tens of thousands of people demonstrated in his defense and against his treatment by the Russian judicial and penal systems. The protests were unprecedented as they spread from Moscow to the small rural regions of Russia, which had never experienced such large-scale demonstrations. By the end of February, around 11,000 people had been detained across Russia in anti-government protests. It's important to note that not all Russians who have rallied against the government are pro-Navalny. He's largely seen as a symbol of the most potent anti-Putin and anti-government movement, but not all opposition supporters back Navalny. He's however been able to tap into the current of young Russians tired of overbearing state control and rampant, highly identifiable and visible government and corporate corruption. Despite his work as an anti-corruption campaigner, Navalny isn't without critics. And despite his prominence, he has never been the official figure of Russian opposition to President Putin. In his early days of activism, Navalny was close to a far-right nationalist movement, Videos that are still online on his YouTube channel show a history of xenophobic and anti immigrant positions. He's also advocated for the annexation of Crimea from Ukraine. Navalny held on to a strong anti immigration stance until his 2018 presidential campaign, in which he proposed the implementation of visas for foreign workers. His current political platform, however, appears to focus on the democratization of the country, the release of political prisoners, greater freedom of expression, and accountability. The common threads in Navalny's struggles seem to be the fight against corruption in Russia and the fall of Vladimir Putin. Two weeks ago, Alexei Navalny's anti corruption foundation was determined to be an extremist organization by a Russian court and outlawed. The extremist designation means that anyone associated with Navalny's FBK is banned from holding political office for years to come. Under a new Russian law, the court's ruling means activists who worked with the organization, anyone who donated, and even people who simply shared the group's content could be prosecuted and receive lengthy prison sentences. President Putin has been in power since 2000 and enjoys a large and loyal base of supporters. His supporters even voted for a constitutional amendment that could theoretically allow him to be president until 2036. When Russians head to the polls in September, the strategy of Putin's United Russia Party will likely be to ensure that opposition votes are splintered between the opposition candidates so that none emerge as a legitimate threat. Navalny's team has fought this tactic by encouraging what they call smart voting, or uniting the opposition behind a single candidate to deprive United Russia of votes and displace some of its parliamentarians. If you like this episode, please support this podcast by sharing it with your friends and family. Each week, we release episodes in English and French. Listen to the French version by subscribing to the Now to podcast.